a snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Starr, a 49-yard field goal, and Indiana Whitney's 27-24. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Dubich. You can follow me on Twitter at Bragley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. And you can follow Brandon at Brandon Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Also, make sure to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash podcast L-E-O. Give us a follow on Twitter at podcast L-E-O. And make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. That's all for the... uh, technical stuff brandon what's going on bud uh i I need you to i need your energy to pick me up man uh just some some bad news not surprising but uh you know we haven't played a game in a while we haven't got some good news in a while uh i'm really needing this podcast to kind of lift me up a little bit how are you feeling uh, around the state of uh the indiana football team iffy man iffy um We'll get into it. I think while I'm, 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 I'm still up, still up on it. Um, but yeah, not having games. I was really pumped for Friday. Uh, was moving some stuff around. Didn't think it was going to be on a Friday night game, but moved some stuff around to get ready for it. And then to have the news come out uh, today that it's not going to happen was uh, pretty heartbreaking. So um, let's get into that real quick. No game last week. This is supposed to be our post game pod up the bucket game. But there was no bucket game, and they rescheduled it for this Friday and then canceled it again. So bucket stays in Bloomington where it belongs. Uh, what do you think about that whole situation? I think whether the game was played or not, uh, it was going to stay in Bloomington. Uh, it's never a bad thing that we can continue to hang uh, that bucket in our uh, little brother's face for another 300-some-odd days. So that's never a bad thing. But I just want to see this team play. Like I don't care. If, I don't care if we're playing Little Sister of the Poor. I want to see this team play. You know, it's it's just so fun. And I would have liked Tuttle to get one more game under his belt uh, before you know a possible New Year's New Year's Six game, which you know we'll get into that possibility as well. Um, you know, and, and I would have liked to see some of these younger freshmen uh, that were starting to get run. I would have liked them to see to get a little bit more game action. Uh, you know, because I think I think the ultimate prize, you know, with some of the some of the talent that's leaving, you know, Trevor Lawrence will be gone, Justin Fields will be gone, Mac Jones will be gone. You know, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a talent vortex kind of sucked up in the next year, and we'll get into that in, in, in months upcoming. But I just wanted to see this team one more time, um, because you know, clearly, I think you know, like we saw last year in in the bowl game, uh, we are going to see the the roster kind of. Uh, squeeze up a little bit. So I, w- I would have liked a little bit more. Once again, I've said it nine times already. So uh, I was really bummed. I kind of figured the game last Friday would get canceled, but I thought they would find a way to make championship week ha- happen. Um, uh, from what Tom Allen said today in his press conference, 28 guys being affected, not counting staff members. Obviously that just debilitates team. That's, that's over 25% of your roster. So them, them not playing doesn't make sense, but it doesn't make my feelings any better. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, as I said, it, it sucks, man. Whenever they can't play, um, even on bye weeks, scheduled bye weeks, it's always a, a bad week for me. I mean, it's stuff where we can get some other stuff down done on a Saturday, but at the same time, you know, 
I don't know about you, but like, uh, fortunately this year, unfortunately in the past, like these fall, early winter weekends revolve around what IU does on Saturdays and to not have anything now for two weeks and to know that there's possibly more in the future, uh, without having any sort of, uh, you know, football for what could be a month, uh, or a little bit more is, is not going to be, uh, any fun to sit around and wait. So this is a post game pod. Did you watch any football on Saturday? No. Because I did not either. I, I got I got Christmas shopping done. I, I I got some I got some work around the house done. Um, I I kind of I kind of blackballed sports. I was like, you know what? Um, watching watching college football is just going to make me sad. So I I tuned into exactly zero minutes. You know what? Um, I did I did. Football. Saturday was bad. Um, COVID day for me though. Oh, bad yeah. COVID day. Bad headaches. I don't remember any of it. So. I mean, were, were you I, I partying think I did. with the Indiana Hoosiers after that Wisconsin win? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was all it was all zero? me. If so, we're all gonna kill you. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, I'm the one that spread it around. I didn't want to play Purdue. I was nervous. Um, but no, it it, it wasn't any fun to uh, sit around and to not have it. So, um, and then to have COVID on top of that is uh, it's not not fun. So with two little kids, yeah, um, and, and a wife who kids. also has also has covid it's not coming off not, yep. not fun at all if, nope. the game, if the game did get played though let's let's live in hypotheticals because that's all we have to live in right that's that's we don't have a game to talk about what do you think the final score would have been um had the game been played uh you know this saturday or this next this next friday you know me i'm always gonna say we're gonna lay it on whoever we're playing usually unless it's ohio state yep. uh, it would have been bad in my opinion like 42 17 no, I mean, yeah, total offense to Purdue, actually. Um, they're not good, man. And the ones that I've seen, the games I've seen them play, Nebraska, they looked awful for three and a half quarters. And then, you know, they came back because Nebraska is who Nebraska is. And I just, I feel like at home, another trophy game, in Tuttle being able to, I think they were going to let him go loose. And I think he would have gone nuts. And in 42-17 with a couple uh, either a special team touchdown or, or a defensive touchdown too, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been pretty for Purdue. But I I don't know. The, there's another side of me too that thinks that maybe it would have been another one of those Wisconsin games. So so I'm I'm gonna split the difference um, with you. I do think they score 17, but I think this has a little bit of shades of the Michigan State game where we kicked their ass in the first quarter, quarter and a half. Like, it's 21 nothing. It's 24-3. And then we sort of just kind of coast and go into a little bit of prevent mode. So I'm on your score of, of them scoring 17. Uh, I think they get one gadget play and one garbage time touchdown. And I think we kind of just shut it down. I think it's something like 31-17, 34-17, where the score ends up looking closer than it really was. But anyone that watched that game – know that there was just a huge, huge talent discrepancy and a huge coaching discrepancy. Um, so unless you're, unless you're just box scored number hunting, I think we're, we're talking about an utter manhandling uh, if, if they had played. Yeah, I agree. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't see gap. how they get the 42 points, but you're a bigger believer of Tuttle than I am. Um, you also believe in the running backs a little bit more than I do. 
Uh, I think the running backs are serviceable, and I think I think Tuttle uh, is is probably an above average Big Ten quarterback. Um, Forty two points is a lot of points in a rivalry game. Um, Mark it down. I think Tim Baldwin is an All Big Ten first team running back at some point in his career. Yeah, uh, possible All American running back. The next one. So yeah, let's let's speak of that a little bit. Um, you know, just talking about Purdue. Let let's start with kind of the offensive skill positions. You gotta like our quarterback room better than their quarterback room. Um, honestly, I think you gotta put our quarterback room in, in some of the best quarterback rooms in the entire country. If you know, um, not to be too hyperbolic, I, I I definitely think. What position group would you take of Purdue's, or are you not picking any of them? And on the day that that Ty Freifogel won Big Ten Wide Receiver of the Year, I think I would take their wide receivers over ours. Okay. Uh, I, it's not just Bell and Moore. Um, number zero, I can't remember his name. I, I know he changed his number this year. He's good. Um, they had that kid that just left, Anderson. I mean, they were deep at wide receiver, and those poor, poor kids haven't had anybody to throw the ball to them, especially, I mean, Rondell, what? Like, could you imagine if he had right. a quarterback? Yep. Same thing with David Bell. I mean, that and, and that we've guy, been there, right? We've had the offensive wide receiving studs with no one to throw the ball to. Um, you know, so we've we've certainly lived that life that Purdue is is currently living, and it's it's absolutely no fun to to be a part of. Yeah. Other than that, though, I their their offensive lines okay, tight end is uh, okay, but not better than Hendershot. I don't know a whole lot about their defense. Their linebacker's pretty good. Barnes, uh, Neal, and the defensive tackle, uh, the big fat guy, he's pretty good. But again, I don't. I'm not taking any position group on that side of the ball over anything we have on defense. Oh, certainly not on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and, and 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 you know we're gonna do an end of season pod, but just like what we were able to do to Michigan and Michigan State. And and Maryland's got some some offensive skill, and yeah, so I, I think I think there's a huge talent gap between Purdue and IU on the defensive side, and and I agree with you. I mean, I I I like their wide receivers. I I don't think you know they I they they got a scheme that kind of benefits their their running backs, and and I think they I think Brom does get more out of his running backs than the talent that they have there, um, and I think that's that's all scheme, but. You know, could Brom face the same death that Kevin Wilson did? Just inability to recruit a quarterback? That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah. I think we touched a little bit on it last pod, or maybe it didn't make the pod. They just lost their four-star quarterback that was uh, due to come in next year. Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I don't look at their recruiting class. I really don't. So I don't know if they have anybody else lined up there or not. I know that one of their quarterbacks that they brought in last year has already switched his position. Yep. Um, I believe the tight end maybe. So unless Plummer or this McConnell kid, I don't even know how old they are. They got to get, they got to get that room figured out um, for David Bell. He's got one more year left. Moore's gone. I don't know what number zero is doing. I don't, again, He's I don't pay attention. I don't He's pay attention to, to any of their stuff. So I don't, really no um speaking of this game and 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 purdue what by not playing the game yeah in my opinion i don't think we hurt anything uh but after watching the college football playoff and them talking about games played and 
all that other stuff, do you think it hurt or helped or did nothing for us to play or to not play these two games? Yes. We, I've got to listen to a lot of analysis over the past week on it. Um, none of it that I, that I liked or agreed with. And then seeing the results that happened tonight as we sit here Tuesday, December 15th, um, I don't think that unless we won 63 to nothing, like if, if we win by my projected score, 34 17 that doesn't move the needle at all based Um, on what happened uh an hour and a half ago who do you jump who do we jump we jumped up one spot to 11 florida didn't florida dropped one spot losing to lsu um you know self-imposed band lsu losing record lsu true freshman quarterback lsu yeah uh against trask right like literally that that loaded florida team with, you know, and, and I don't know if he's quite an All-American, but he's a top flight. Uh, he's a top flight quarterback. He's a Heisman candidate. Um, well, there, there he is. He is, he is probably going to be an All-American. Yeah. Uh, and they drop one spot. I mean, again, we're, they're not judging resumes. They're judging names. And we're still in the I'm – I'm, see, I'm starting to get worked up. I'm starting to get pissed off because that's what they're looking at. When, when, when they have all the schools listed on their big board, they're not looking strength of schedule. They're not looking at who they beat. They're not looking at – all they're looking at is, okay, we have Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, Indiana. Where, where are we putting them? That's all they're looking at. And it's ridiculous. It's, it, it shows that the system that they currently have is broken. You see who took Florida's spot? Iowa State. Uh, Iowa fucking State at 8-2, 7-2. We went over that last week. You guys can listen to uh, the last pod to hear our uh, opinions on Iowa State. They're not good. Yep, I'm, I'm looking at it now. The December 15th rankings does – and so I'm just going to give you – just say yes or no. Does Indiana beat Oklahoma? Yeah, our, our defense rattles Rattler. Ba-bum-tsh. Yeah, um, I, I've seen him play. I, it's going to be – that would be close. Yeah, yeah, I'll say yes. Yep, do we beat Cincinnati? Yes. Do we beat Georgia? Their new quarterback's tough, man. No. No? I agree. Do we beat Florida? No. Do we beat Iowa State? Yes. Do we beat Texas A&M? Yes. So I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree with Texas A&M. Um, but, yeah, I have us as we absolutely should be eighth or ninth. Um, you know, I, I think we do have a better shot at – at beating Georgia. Um, you know, I think, I think our defense is just too much for a freshman quarterback, but I don't think we beat A&M and I don't think we beat Florida. See, that's, um, uh, yeah, I don't It's all hype, you know, hypothetical. We're never going to play these teams. I don't know. So you, I mean, maybe, you know, cause you watched a little bit more of those other teams uh, more than I do. Yep. I've seen A&M a couple times. Um, I don't, everybody's obsessed with Mond. I don't think he's that great. Um, I, other than that, I haven't seen them play too much defense. All they do is give up tons of points from yeah. the games that I've seen. Iowa State would get stomped out by two scores probably. Florida would take us out, I think. Georgia would yep. be close. Oklahoma would be, be really close. close. I'm with you. I'm with you on so all, before on all we of that. Get, before we get into what bowl we would like us to see us playing in, um, who do you want to play? I want to play what everybody's putting us into. You want to play USC. I want to play USC. Yeah, see, I want to play the loser of the Big 12. I want to just 
call out the, the I think I think the Pac-12 is so far below the Big 10 that I don't think I don't think we really need to talk about the Pac-12. And I know that's probably who our matchup's going to be if 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 we go where we think we're going to go. But it just dream scenarios. Like if I'm playing the NCAA football game and I can pick who I want to play, I want to play the loser of of Oklahoma, Iowa State and just beat the ever loving hell out of one of those teams. If we're doing that, if we're doing you know unrealistic scenarios yeah that's what i'm doing that's, that's why i don't know who you who you want to play because i'm so sick and tired of the college football playoff committee putting both of those teams above us repeatedly it's bullshit and i want to beat the hell out of them notre dame oh, you want to play notre dame i want to play notre dame oh man um that's tough uh, i i unfortunately have watched a lot of notre dame games if their quarterback is anyone other than ian book uh, I think I think they're really really good. I think Ian Book holds them back. Who that would be a fun game because I grew up in South Bend and I despise everything Notre Dame. So I would be more fired up than than I normally am. But I don't know if I sign up for for Notre Dame. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me sign up because Ohio State. If they play each other in the playoffs, God, I hope they play each other in the playoffs. Ohio State would just wreck them absolutely wreck that team well clemson's gonna beat notre dame this weekend so it, they're it's, not gonna it's fall gonna, out they're not gonna fall out unless no, they'll, they get they'll destroyed it'll be alabama one clemson two ohio state three notre dame four so we're not gonna get to see it um we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, alabama notre dame and that's gonna be a fucking blowout clemson ohio state's gonna be nice really that's gonna be nice. a great game yeah well hey let's switch gears a little bit i'm you know I think we're going to get more mad if we keep going. Can you? Can, I'm sure the people listening can tell how many decibels my voices went up as we started. Like I started <laughs> sad, now yeah. I'm mad. So Want me to bring the energy, but you, we went down a, a totally different road than what I wanted us to. <clears throat> excuse me, wanted us to go down. I wanted to stay a little bit more positive. You know, we just one more quick thing. We need Northwestern to get rammed. If that happens on Saturday, or I think even if they just lose, it doesn't matter where we finish in the rankings. I think we'll be okay with where we want to go in the bowl. So let's look at some positive stuff. And I think it's very positive uh, starting tomorrow. There it is. All 13 of our commitments, or all 13 of our verbal commitment recruits are due to sign tomorrow. So let's look at some of the highlighted players that are coming in. Uh, I'll let you... Start with uh, some of your big dogs there. Yeah, so uh, if, if you listened last week, you heard the person I was most excited about um, was, was Josh Sales, just because I think offensive line recruiting is so very, very important. Uh, and I also touched on a, a Freeman, who is uh, hopefully going to keep our stable of Husky um, defensive talent there. Uh, but but there's, there's a couple of other guys that I wanted to highlight um, staying on the defensive side, uh, I, I think that kind of the, the big thing that's really helped uh, our defense stay good is the scheme we have with our cornerbacks. Um, and I, I'm pretty impressed with, uh, with Larry Smith coming out of Jacksonville, Florida. He, he kind of he has that play in the backfield mentality, very similar to what Taiwan and, uh, and Reese bring. So I think he fits scheme-wise really, really well. He's 5'10", so he is, he is a little bit on the smaller side. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think 
you know, we're, we're not asking our corners to line up man against wide receivers down the field very often. Uh, they're often playing in the flat or, or, or you know, um, playing behind the line of scrimmage. So I think Larry Smith fits our design very, very well from what I've seen. And then, again, staying on that offensive line, I really like what Vinny uh, Viacable um, can, can bring. I was reading um, on – on him a little bit and I guess he's coming in as a guy who could get snaps as a uh, as a true freshman obviously not start uh, but I think you know uh, you never have enough depth on the offensive side and uh, and the fact that he has tackle so he 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 he'll be able to pull and he'll be able to move I really really like the pieces we've built on the inside on the offensive line this year I mean, we took eight last year, so I think last year was more of a quantity, where this year we took more of the quality. Uh, and I think 10, 10 guys in an offensive line in two recruiting classes is really building up your foundation. Um, it gets said a lot on, on the basketball podcast and on the b- basketball um, boards, but, you know, you know the, the, the – get old, stay old, or stay old, get old, you know, however you want to say that. You know, I think that's very true with what Tom Allen is building on the offensive and defensive line, and nothing uh, encapsulates that more than our offensive line class over the past two years. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we've got a couple couple running backs coming in um, this year, next year. Uh, speedster guy and David Holloman, who's, a su- I think, is a super under-recruited kid. Guy um, runs 4-3. Oh, yeah, 4-3. runs 4-3. I mean, come on. Four three forty, if he can make that translate the next level, it's going to be uh, a major get for IU. He's one of those guys that we would used to get, and we used to be almost a star recruit for our classes. Uh, a bunch of MAC offers, but the kids the kids picked up a lot of interest after he switched over to IU. And um, the other one, Trenton Howland, kind of our Stevie Scott replacement, kind of a guy six two, uh, bigger bruiser kind of guy. Still got a little bit of a speed speed to him he uh, 2,000 yards as a junior um he's he's going to be pretty good too and then to have some big beef to run behind and that offensive line and to have the depth that we're going to have now I I think it's going to be something to look forward to in the future but the one thing that I think we're, we're really getting big time on in this class is a an edge rusher in Cooper Jones out of Valpo um it's you know the high school he went to is meh you know, it's crappy city, crappy high school, but, um, you know, he's a big dude, six, six, he's a basketball player. So he's got good feet and he's got great offers coming out. Uh, some other big 10 schools, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio state. He's, he's a big get for us. Uh, we need somebody that can rush the passer. We haven't had somebody off the edge that can run a rush a passer since Greg Middleton, maybe been a while, a, a decade ago. Um, so that'll be really nice. And then obviously we add a couple big wide receivers with some big time offers and Jordan Williams and uh, Jacques Smith, which we, t- Jacques Smith, which we talked about last week, um, as well as Donovan McCauley, who's the, I, that's the big one for me. That's the big fish in the class. And hopefully he can pan out because we know the way that some of these kids have panned out for us in the past. Um, all of our major recruits, and our number one recruits in every class back to 2014. This is from uh, Punt John Punt on Twitter. Who does a fantastic job. If you're not following Punt John Punt, you're not, you're, you're, it's a disservice to yourself. Yeah, for, especially uh, for IU football fans. He's at 
punt john punt on twitter and he points out that uh our top recruit from every class from 2014 you know outside of Juwan Burgess, who's still playing and, and has done okay, and Samson James has either transferred or left or just has not panned. It doesn't matter. just hasn't panned out well here. Ronnie Walker had two good years, but he was never going to be the star. Um, Rayshon Williams, this is coming because of the, the news of Rayshon Williams leaving. Um, he, as we talked about you know, between us and a text conversation, I don't think he was going to have a shot anytime soon. Um, another person and that's coming why in. the transfer is there. I mean, yeah. it's it's the yep. complete right move for him. Yep. Uh, you know, I, we talked about last week. I think Wops coming back. Um, Freifogel is gone, but you know, you you still have those stable of wide receivers that he was clearly behind. Yeah, Marshall, you know, he was behind Hewitt. Hewitt, Swinton, Baker, and then we're bringing in Matthews as a monster transfer from Florida State. So I mean, he's not even making the top six, top seven, um, you know, he, he needs to go somewhere uh, where he can get on the field. And it's weird for IU to have this. Like normally if I heard, when, when I heard Dominic Booth couldn't get on the field because of injuries, that was a huge bummer. Like I loved kick, you know, turning on college football on, on the Xbox and seeing he was like an 81 freshman, you know, um, that was so exciting to see. And, and, you know, to get an athlete like Tyler Green and Jonah Morris, you know, you get, we were just devastated when, when those guys decided to transfer. You know, now I'm just like, yeah, well, that makes sense. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's, that, that's crazy, the mindset that, that's happened in such the short time since, since Tom Allen has taken over, that, uh, that, that we're, we're in a fortunate position to have that sort of talent to let – to not even be phased with a guy as rated as high as that. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is these kids, and I don't want to be mean to them, they're not going to listen. So these kids are going wherever they're going to go, and have you, have you heard of them? Have you, have you heard of where they are or what they're, what they're doing? I just, it just, it's part of it, man. You see that big four-star recruit, and he's like, I'm going to peace out after a year, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like you're a big-time recruit, and then he goes somewhere else, and he doesn't do anything so maybe it just it, it just ratings don't matter is what i'm getting down to so um anything yeah, can, else you can have we, can we stay on this because you talked about we did a great job of burying the lead the lead's donovan mcculley oh yeah yep right like you know i don't think we played coy because i think we truly believe everything we said about all the players and, and again you briefly brought up donovan mcculley but in my mind, he's the most exciting player IU has ever signed. Um, and that's crazy because, you know, I think he comes into next year squarely as the number four, which is insane. You know, I mean, he, he in my mind, he's the, the safest bet to be a really good player. And he's probably not seeing the field until his redshirt freshman year, maybe his redshirt sophomore year. Like, uh, um, you know, even getting snaps. So I, I think that's just so, so exciting that, that a player of that caliber that has that high of a ceiling, um, you know, his, his ceiling is just is immense. He's 6'5", 200. Yeah. And he's as got an 18-year-old. 6'5", yeah. 200. And, 
I know you and I have seen those workout videos. He's going to get to 225. Yeah, he's got plenty of room, plenty of room to grow. And he's a true, and this is what I'm most excited about, is he's a true dual threat, running threat quarterback for us to have back there that also has an arm. I mean, he's not Xander. He's not, um, I can't think of uh, Trey, Ro- Trey Roberson. You know, this kid is, is built big, but so he's I, I also read got wheels, man article and allegedly from his coach and and you know they they have a great program there uh, at Lawrence North so I have no reason to doubt their coach he said he's seen him throw goalpost to goalpost yeah that's what they've said about Pinnock's they've said the Pinnock's can throw 60 yards into a trash can yeah and we, we've seen him do well Ty Freifogel's not a trash can but we've seen him do it live in a game yep. right into try right into Ty Fry's right into his arms mid-run looking at next year's schedule just to see if maybe he could get a little bit of run i mean we've got idaho at home we've got at western Kentucky. i want to see dexter williams do you i yeah. do uh, i mean y- yes. you kind of sold me on him you're you're a heck of a sales guy um did you see him smiling when tuttle went down like i was obviously you know third string quarterback but i haven't seen a, a freshman look that confident ready to go man he he was jonesing. He was not scared of the spotlight. The so, kid's got swag, know. man. He, he looks like he's got some swag to him. Um, and I think he's – I don't know what, and too much about what his high school competition was, but he came in – Georgia, so I'm going to guess it's yeah, pretty damn good. Not a ton of accolades, but still, I mean, he came in with, with just all this, this confidence and everything on Twitter and the way that, you know, if the coach is talking about you at all in the press conferences, even with the scout team – as a true freshman, you know you're doing something well. We've heard about Aaron Casey for how many years now? Two, three years. But because he's had to sit back and sit back and sit back, and then we see him this year, this kid is a beast, man. Yep. So Tom just, Allen isn't fluff, man. No. He, he's not saying this to make you motivated. You know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> I hate to speak ill will of the formerly employed, but Tom Crean used to do that, right? He used to talk about players just to be like, try to get in their heads and try to motivate them. You know, Tom Allen's not that. Tom Allen, every word he comes out of his mouth is genuine and, and earned. And you're right. Uh, the, the fact that, the, the fact that uh, Dexter Williams is even getting mentioned at press conferences uh, is what, is what me, has me excited for the, those points that you just made. Yeah, for sure. I'm done with the recruits. Are you done with the recruits? Do you have like a dark horse maybe you want to talk about? or Not really. Again, it's 13 solid guys, uh, you know, just to kind of ring, ring the bell. I think, I think you know, we're, we're a week from now or later this week, you're going to see how does IU go to a bowl game and be the 12th ranked in the Big Ten or how do they only get 13 guys? Tom Allen has built up that insurance to know what he's doing is right. And again, um, get old, stay old. I think we're going to bring back a lot of that team this year. Uh, a lot of seniors, I think, are going to want to be part of something huge. And, you know, I'm happy we're not running guys off. Like, I'm, 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 while I'm not upset that uh, Williams, the wide receiver, is leaving, I'm glad we haven't heard, like, opting out players or, or players transferring, you know. I'm fr- a lot look, of my other friends look. go to Florida State. There are people running out of that. Um, program um, same same you know I, I I grew up in Pittsburgh so you know people are running out of that program that's not it so I don't care if we only have 13 guys because I'm confident in the 13 that we have sure and, yeah and this is a weird year where anybody can stay so 
yep. you don't you don't want to overpromise all these kids and then have that reputation with your school where you have to take yep. back scholarships because other people are leaving or you need to kick other players out of your program. Well, just looking at that while you were talking, you can look at the ranking all you want. That's based off of how many players we have committing. That's all it is. If you look at the average rating of our commit, that puts us at seventh in the Big Ten behind every all the quote-unquote Blue Bloods, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska, and then us. So yeah. we're right there. It's just the amount of recruits that we have. And again, the rankings don't matter, man. If you're If you're recruiting a high-quality kid, somebody that's going to fit your system, they're going to blossom. And I think that's what we're bringing in, and that's what's going to happen with these kids for sure. Totally. Um, let's do something a little bit different. Um, cool. A little new. We've got some questions from Sweet. a couple listeners. The first one from at Justin Bergery. It's at jbouge24. He wants to know if IU will beat a team with a winning record this year. <laughs> oh booge oh booge you trolling son of a bitch um yeah i mean i think i think we're gonna go play a top flight team in a top flight bowl and we're gonna prove why we exist um and i can't wait to chug a beer right in front of you when that's socially acceptable um because your your question is trash but but please <laughs> ask another one soon we had to get one of those Purdue questions in there for this week, just just for him. So the other one does come from an IU guy. It's at Smith Matt underscore thirteen, uh, and it ties into the your last answer. What bowl do you think we're going to see IU in? So I'm torn a little bit on this. I think I think we deserve the Fiesta Bowl. I think we're going to get put in one of the top flight Florida polls. Um, I, I, I think I, cause again, a lot of the, a lot of the, Oh, the, the second in the big 10 plays this and the third you know, and, and on and on and on. I, I do think we end up playing, you know, in, in, in the citrus bowl, which isn't a bad consolation prize. That's down in Florida in Tampa in prime recruiting territory. Uh, so I, I, I want, Fiesta, we deserve Fiesta, but I think we're going to go to Citrus because we just continue to get bent over. So. Yeah, I think everybody on the Indiana football team is going to have PS5s at the end of the new year. So and all the Tostitos they want. And all the Tostitos they want, exactly. So just bags and bags of hint of lime and a PS5 in their hotel rooms because I think we're going to the Fiesta Bowl. Woo! That would be awesome, man. Uh, and... Uh, doesn't it suck that we can't go? Like we can't? Are you sure they're not gonna have people there? You better believe it, if they're gonna have people there. I'm gonna make my way out there. It's just, just for the game and fly I back. Mean, Arizona don't give a fuck about Corona. Oh, sorry. Edit explicit. <laughs> um they really don't. Um, but neither do, I mean neither does Florida. Uh I mean we're 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 talking about two states that, that really don't. Um I went and socially distanced the Steelers game down in Jacksonville uh earlier earlier this fall so uh if they're allowing fans you better believe that uh, you and me will be there we went down to jacksonville we outlasted the virginia monsoon we've outlasted many uh freezing below temperature days uh huddling in huddling in tents at halftime um so uh, uh who was that underscore matt smith was that who that was it was at smith underscore 13 okay um well smith underscore 13 
Um, if you want to, if there's fans, get on board because we're going to Florida, Arizona. I don't think he's going to come. He lived in Chicago. He's super anti-COVID. But now that I've got it, I guess it, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter for me anymore. So we'll see. And I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast because she's going to think I have a meeting or something instead. So we'll uh, keep that on the hush-hush until then. All right, to set up the next pod, which is supposed to be a preview pod for what was supposed to be the bowl game, um, we'll look ahead at uh, the championship games, and I guess we'll do predictions on those, the major championship games at least. Um, maybe we have some signing day surprises. Anything you've heard of in the, uh, in the works, in the backgrounds? I have not. I've kind of stayed away from sports uh, after this weekend. I mean, because we, we lost we lost the bucket game and then my Steelers got embarrassed. So I've been kind of away from sports um, other than preparing for this podcast. But that ha- really hasn't been, you know, with Kevin Wilson, we had a few surprises. It seemed like we had a big surprise every year with Kevin Wilson. That really hasn't been Tom Allen's thing. I can't really remember a big Tom Allen signing day surprise. So I don't expect that. Uh, But I'm definitely looking forward to talking about the championship games. Obviously, IU has a ton of implications going into this weekend. Um, And and any chance we can talk about our boy Peyton Ramsey, Um, you know. uh, May not be well, but we can still talk about him. We can still talk about him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, looking forward to that, man. Definitely. And then we'll touch base on the Big Ten awards. The offensive awards came out. The offensive teams came out. Uh, Ty Fry is the first ever IU player to win a Big Ten wide receiver of the year. Um, I think we got a little bit lucky on that with with the amount of games played. I think David Bell was pretty close at catching him, but he had a hell of a year. We can touch on that a little bit on the next pod. We'll also look at uh, coach of the year and the defensive awards as well. And then we can get a little bit more of a light that screen. Oh yeah, definitely. All IU everywhere on all three teams. And then, but but even this team, four guys on the on the All Big Ten offensive team. Yeah, Uh, I feel pretty confident that we'll have ten plus. Uh, I I definitely think we get five or six on the defensive side. That's that just that speaks to what you know what CTA is building. But to kind of go to my point, and, and sorry if it's a broken record, but you don't see us anywhere on the offensive line. You know, if there's one thing we need to get better at, it is offensive line. Yeah. Kreider made honorable mention or something, but that was it. Right. So, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, getting four guys on the offensive side and, and definitely going to get, you know, at least that many on, on the defensive side is just so fucking exciting and why I just want to see this team more and more. Definitely. And then we'll touch some more on bowl projections. I think we're going to, I'm going to stay where I'm at unless something happens crazy between now and uh, Thursday night when we do that pod. So we'll, we'll wrap all this up now. Um, do you have anything else to add or. No, no, I, no, no, I don't not, not specifically on, on anything, anything we covered uh you know the Kane Womack news is is official there's there's no update on that but I love that he's staying to coach the bowl game uh, again that's that speaks to the culture that speaks to the type of men CTA is having in leadership positions um you know same thing happened with Kalen uh DeBauer last year he stayed uh and and coached as well so uh, just again just not enough good enough things we can say about 
both the staff and the players there. So congratulations to Kane. Thanks for sticking around. And Michael, uh, do you have anything? That's it, man. I'm good. That's it. All right. I will talk to you later this week. All right. Elio, As always, Elio. See you. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.